Welcome to another episode of the 247 Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Perry, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. Hope you had a great week since my last podcast. And for this episode, I'm going to be talking about the power of the post, social media, and navigating that intersection between the preservation of life and the power of social media. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a soda, cup of coffee, whatever, and I'll be right back with you. So welcome back to the 247 Real Talk podcast. It's a pleasure to be here with you, like I said. This week, I'm recording on Wednesday. It's Wednesday, February 8th. It's about, looking at the clock behind my camera there, about 8.16 p.m. And, you know, each week when I finish recording a podcast, I kind of start getting the ideas in my head for my next topic. And most weeks, by the time it's time to record the podcast, the topic changes completely. And that happened again this week. I'm recording this podcast or this episode because, um, you know, I, I I reflected a lot on the week past, and obviously circumstances where if you don't know uh, made me reflect on social media. I was going to end with this, but I'm going to start with this because I think it's a catalyst for all my thoughts. So I'm looking down here just to get the names right. Um, an off-duty NYPD cop, Adid Fayaz, and his brother-in-law saw a car on, on Facebook Marketplace that they wanted to purchase. Uh, I believe the officer lives in Deer Park or lived in Deer Park. He left with his brother-in-law, went to East New York, I think it was. <clears throat> um, and basically, it was a setup. It was a robbery. There were shots fired. The details are not important except to say that that officer lost his life. Um, I'm saying officer in this case, you know, because that's exactly who it was, but there's also a deeper issue here. And the deeper issue is it could have been anyone. And I'll tell you a story about myself and Facebook Marketplace as well. But, you know, these social media companies are making so much money off of us. People, me included, Facebook, Instagram, you know, um, I'm off of Twitter, but Twitter, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, I'm, I don't use most of those things. I, my platforms, if you know, I have websites and I have uh, Facebook and I have um, Instagram. But I try to use those, that social media, those platforms to spread um, a voice of reason, to spread a cause of good to cheer on the the call for empowerment for us to make positive changes to all our lives. But it is it is a horrible testament to who we are as human beings when so many scams exist out there. I have this app on my phone. And this app basically blocks or sends any call where the call where the number is not in my contact list directly to voicemail. You would be shocked at the number of calls that come into my phone every day. 
917 numbers, you know, cell phone numbers, 516 numbers, because I'm in I'm in New York, 631 numbers, 575-712, all these numbers, some of them do get labeled by the app as telemarketer or spam. But the point is, none of these calls are solicited. I even received one where the number that called me, you know, was this guy, so it was my own number. I guess that was uh, an attempt to intrigue me to answer. <clears throat> in most cases, there's no voicemail left. In some cases, there's a robocall voicemail that's left. I get one constantly uh, telling me about saving me money on, on medical bills. But the fact is that every single where we go now, every you know, our lives are forced onto social media. Not for people like me. I'm a techie guy, like I said. But for many people, you know, my father is, is, is 91 years old and he has social media. Everything you do, everywhere we communicate these days is social media. You have a, you know, you, uh, even, even to the extent of our phone calls, our meetings, you know, Microsoft Teams, uh, Skype, that's a different type of social media, but it is. It's a way of communicating in the virtual world. But what happens when these platforms present such a danger and we keep ignoring it? This is not the first time, in the case I referenced about the police officer, this is not the first time that it has happened where people have been victimized on social media. I remember years ago hearing of a case where a mother bullied a child on social media until the child committed suicide. I remember um, cases of, of, of adults luring children using social, social media. I'm sure that still goes on somewhere. What is the responsibility of the company that owns the platform? Is it just to put something out there so we all get so enticed into using it that they can shirk their responsibilities of ensuring a safe environment? And let's say, how do we do that? For companies that are billion-dollar companies, are you telling me that they cannot uh, write algorithms to do these things? Let's think about this for a second. Google is trying to their hardest to, to make their, their environment safe. I can say that for them because they put in uh, uh, two-factor authentication. So when you sign up for an account, you sign up, you put your cell phone number in, that yes, you a legitimate account. Then you you must have two-factor authentication. So or I think it's voluntarily, but most companies are beginning to make it mandatory now. So that it sends a, a, a code back to your phone. And then you have to put that code in. And by the way, I've heard of a scam recently where people are calling us. Uh, I didn't get the whole gist of the scam where people are calling others and they're doing something with Google and then asking them for the authentication code to verify the transaction when in fact they're trying to steal their, their Google account. But if you had to create a Facebook account and you had to do all of that to verify it's you and <clears throat> your account gets hacked, and we'll talk more about hacking the account in a second because even with the, the, the two-factor authentication, it's amazing how People still use passwords like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then when they're told you have to put a character, they put an exclamation mark, a dollar sign, or something next to the number. But even if they chose that as the password, if every platform it was mandatory for two-factor authentication 
meaning that once you put your password in, every time you log on, a code will come back to your phone and you have to put that code in. I think that alone, if it was mandatory, would make a huge difference in terms of who could get into an account and who can who can use who can who, you know who can who has access to an account. The problem with platforms like Facebook is you can go on Facebook and you can copy just about anybody's picture, friends of a friends, whatever. And I've seen so many instances over the last two years where people have created complete mirror accounts of someone else. And then, of course, what they do. What, well, what do they do? They send friend requests to all the people from that person's friend list, friends list. And most people don't make their friends list private. So what happens then? Well, people in their busy days see a friend request from someone they know or they think they know. They don't take the time to investigate because they figure, oh, they probably just created a new account and they accept. And that's how they get into other people's accounts. And they get access to other people and other people's information. I have received um, Facebook Messenger messages from someone purported to be someone I know, saying that they're in a little, you know they're in an issue with their they're buying something on Amazon and <clears throat> their card is not working or something. And if I could send them the money, I forgot what the I could probably look it up on my phone and tell you what the scam was. But the point is. I didn't fall for it. I am an IT guy, and I kind of know how these things work. But the scams are getting more sophisticated. I heard of a case recently where I think the one was in Long Island, New York, where someone sold puppies online, collected deposits from tons of people, and then hacked into this woman's account and used her name and address as the place where the puppies can be picked up. So, of course, people went to this lady's house, an elderly lady, or a grown woman. You know, I know she was elderly, but, you know, not a, not, a, not a teenager. And they, you know, came to collect their pups. She didn't know what, nothing that they were speaking of. She, I think she has children or grandchildren or whatever to live with her, and she was very afraid. Because, you know, some people will recognize they've been scammed and deal with it one way. Some people have tempers, and they'll just get angry without thought and, and take it out on this lady who had no clue what was going on. What was even worse is when she asked Facebook to take the account down, they refused to. So you have to recognize that these social media companies are making a ton of money on our backs. And we are, the, we are falling victim to something on their platforms every day. Someone somewhere is. And they act like they have no responsibility to it. If this woman is telling you, you should have a way to authenticate this woman and say the account is false. She's telling you the police are involved and they still won't take it down. I don't understand why we continue to, to support these platforms except for the fact that we're addicted. I mean, to a certain extent, I fall in that category too, right? I have, I remember I had a cousin I grew up with, one of my favorite cousins. I'd lost track of her for years. She moved to California. I found her again on Facebook and we've been in you know, close contact and she's even traveled to New York. I've seen her, all these things since. So it, it serves a good purpose in that sense of being social. But we are such victims in so many other ways. So let me tell you my experience with Facebook Marketplace. During last summer, I wanted to sell a couch. And so I was going word of mouth or whatever. My wife says, come on, put it on Facebook Marketplace. People sell stuff there every day. Reluctantly, I did. Took the pictures, put it up there. Almost immediately, I got a hit. 
Someone said, where are you? I told them where I was, you know, what neighborhood I was in. They said, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same neighborhood or not, or the next neighborhood or whatever it was, uh, next town. Um, I'll take it. I go, okay, great. They said, um, I'll sell you the money. Okay. So I'm, I'm all excited now. So I was asking $1,000 for the couch. Almost immediately, I get a, a text message with what looks like a very authentic Zell message or a message from Zell saying that someone had Zelled me $1,500 and that because I didn't have a business account, I could not accept over $1,000. Almost simultaneously, this purported buyer sends me a message saying um, he sent me $1,500 because that's that's the minimum he could send on his account. Something to that effect. Um, I should follow the text and accept the money. And then he doesn't care. He'll get the cup and I can sell him back the $500. Strange, right? I mean, it's all, it's almost a ploy that's, that's, that's kind of foolish. So obviously I looked at this and this was my first time. And I'm saying I've never seen this message before. Is this legit? So I decided to contact Zell. Of course, then you had no clue. You know, I, actually, I couldn't get through to them. <clears throat> so then I went and looked at my bank account and realized, you know, my Zell account is within my bank account, right? People Zell me at my at my um, cell phone number, but the message doesn't look anything like this. So going back and forth, he tried to tell me how authentic he's really interested. Blah blah. Eventually. I got, you know, I said, you know, this is not right. And I and I stopped responding to him. He kept, you know, sending me messages. So in the meantime, someone else contacted me. I looked at him. He had a profile picture with a military uniform on. Okay. So he says, hey, I want, you know, I want, I'm really interested in that couch. Um, I, I, I can't be there right now. Um, I'll sell you the money and my sons will pick up the couch. So I said, at this point now, I'm like, well, you can come pick up the cows, but it's cash only. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I can't. So I ignore that. Then I got another hit. What was really crazy about this hit is the account that asked me if this couch was still available. The profile picture on that account was a picture of my sofa. I thought that, you know, to me, that was just, that was laughable. But the point is, as soon as I put something up for sale, the first five people who contacted me were all con artists. Now go back to this uh, police officer, Adid Fayez, who went to buy a car, who probably felt safe enough and still took someone with him. Obviously, whoever put this car on Facebook, I doubt. I I don't know that they had a legitimate account, because I would think that you have to be pretty stupid to have a legitimate account and then do something like that. Because you know you might as well walk into the precinct with your hands in handcuffs, right? And obviously, he did leave enough evidence, enough a trail that you know it took NYPD all about maybe two days to catch him. <clears throat> but you know, there's so many, there's so much complexity wrapped up in, in that incident. One is, I had, a, I had a podcast maybe last week, I talked about humanity, who we have become as human beings, 
Here's a person who was put a, 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 an ad on Facebook Marketplace who had no intention of selling his car. But he was able to use the car to, to call for a monetary value, I'm assuming in the thousands. And therefore, his you know, whole plan was to rob this person and take their hard-earned cash in the thousands. Now, I'm not sure how things went down. So I'm not sure if it was not a police officer and if the person just handed over the cash if they still would have been shot or not, I don't know. I don't know, you know, if, if it was a situation where he called a robbery and the officer identified himself, whatever the case may be. The point is this gentleman was was re, was ready to use or use Facebook Marketplace to set someone up to steal thousands of dollars that they didn't earn. And they used a social media platform to do this. And if this can happen to a police officer, what chance do you or I stand? I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine did a deal on Craigslist. I think someone was either buying something from him or he was buying. I don't remember what it was. But he was somewhat naive to the process. And he, he told the person to meet him in front of his building where he lived. He's someone who's very active and he uses scooters. And you know, at that time, he was using a push scooter, not an electric scooter. And somehow, when he turned up his block, he saw what you know what he believed to be the person waiting, and there was a car with other people in it, and he felt unsafe. And he he stood there at the corner, he looked for a while, and he saw the guys go in and out of his building or whatever. Point is, he was lucky enough to recognize that he was likely being set up. And that probably saved his life that day, at least saved him from being robbed. Because if you remember, Craigslist had one time had an, uh, an epidemic of people selling sneakers and stuff. And when they went to meet the person, they were getting held up at gunpoint and robbed. But what responsibility does social media have? Are they allowed to create these things that do create danger for the public and then just leave us to, to fend for ourselves? We don't have the ability to put in the security precautions and procedures necessary to make it harder for someone to to impersonate someone and make it harder for someone to do what was done with this car and this police officer without leaving a a complete dna you know trail within the system to become a member of that system these social media platforms likely don't want to do that because they're probably figuring the harder we make it the more people we will lose the more people we lose, that's the less, less statistics we have to show advertisers. The less statistics we have to show advertisers, the less advertising money we get from our platform. So the more people we can, we can have on our platform, the more activity is, is, is the more that companies, big companies, invest in advertising and, and, and they make their, you know, the social media platforms make their money. So what they're saying to us, all of us who have made the social media part of our daily lives. Some people make a lot of money on it. So, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs on there and TikTok and, and, and YouTube and Instagram. A lot of people who have used that for their entire careers have become millionaires using social media. You're lucky ones, but they don't care about you. For all the people who use these platforms for monetary benefits, solely for monetary benefits, I want you to pause for a second and think of the children who've been lured on these platforms, platforms have been hurt. People who can disguise themselves and go on the internet. I mean, there are so many ways. We 
We walk around with DNA in everything we do, right? Our phones are attached to us. Our, you know, if we have a driver's license, it's attached to us. Our social security numbers are attached to us. There are enough things out there, the identifiers, that a company could carefully demand that information to become a part of that platform. And therefore, while our identities don't have to be made public on the platform, should an, 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 an incident occur, they can identify exactly who it is. It is. It's also a deterrent from anyone who wants to seek to, to use the social media platform to violate and, and ultimately cost the lives of others, to violate children, to steal people's life savings. These are, these are parasites in society. I don't know how many of you ever got that phone call from the guy who says he's from Microsoft and something is wrong with your operating system and he needs to log on to your machine. I don't know how many of you have gotten the text message that tells you something is wrong with your Apple account and click this here. Recently, I've been getting texts from, uh, I got two types of text messages. One that's from Amazon saying to click this link here that your account has been has been frozen until um because of some some threat of 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 uh, being hacked or something like that. Of course, it's not true. I at one time got a text message. Someone said something about a puppy or a dog, and I said, "You you have the wrong." I made the mistake of saying, "We you know respond to the text." I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. And I watched them try to lure me into a conversation. I knew where that was going. You know, as it, you sure it's the wrong number? Don't, well, what about you? Do you have a dog? That's the type of thing people do. Unfortunately, we have people in this world who long for human attention, who are lonely, who would easily fall prey and, and are vulnerable to someone like that. And we have people out there who, instead of getting up every day, like I get up at 4 a.m. in the morning, tired and not tired or whatever, I got to get up and go to work and do my job. People out there will sit at home and figure out their next scam so they can take the hard-earned cash and money from someone else and live an easy life. We have to start holding social media accountable. If it's going to be a platform that promotes change, if it's going to be a platform that promotes real social interaction that's of value to people, the bullying, the, 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 the hackers, the pedophiles, all the things that go on must stop. We can't allow... You know, things to go so so wrong. I mean, think about it years ago. Years ago, I can understand this. Years ago, there was no social media. Years ago, you open the newspapers, you see an ad for a car for sale. You call the number and the guy says, hey, I, this is where you live. I'm going to come see the car. Yeah, you could go there and you could get robbed. Right? For me, I have done that before in the past to buy a car, but I never went to buy the car with money. I would always tell the person, I will come see the car first. And if I like the car, then I'll come back again and I'll purchase it. And sometimes they'll say, well, you know, if it's gone by then, I said, oh, well, if it's gone, it's gone. Because I was never going to put myself in the position to go into somewhere unknown and carry you know, a load of cash knowing that I had no, I didn't know what I was walking into. We expect that if we go on places like Facebook Marketplace that's claiming to be some reputable marketplace, that we actually can trust what we see and the people that are selling. I don't think it's too much to ask Facebook to, to, to make sure that whatever they do, advertising dollars or not, to own up and take ownership of the integrity 
of what they're offering to the public. It is time for us to understand that while social media is fun, there are a lot of dangers out there, even to adults, to elderly. And we can't allow these, these, these platforms to continue to empower people who are crooks, empower thieves, empower people who seek to do harm while we go about our daily lives scrolling through our phones and laughing at the jokes on there, not considering for one moment that while we're laughing, someone's dying, someone's being violated, some person who worked so hard for their lives and they're now living on a pension is about to lose their shirt because some evil person, some scum, someone who refuses to do an honest day's work is simply using the trickery and the loopholes of these platforms to destroy the lives of people. Like I said, this wasn't what my episode was about, supposed to be about tonight, but I was very touched by the incident on Facebook Marketplace with this police officer, and it reminded me of my you know, interaction, my only interaction with Facebook Marketplace. I will never go to Facebook Marketplace again. I always tell you on each episode that the power lies with the people. These companies that manipulate us and put us against each other and use us to make their dollars are only as powerful as we empower them to be. When we wake up and recognize the power of our numbers, when we wake up and recognize, just as I've said before in previous episodes, that the government works for us and not we don't work for them. When we wake up and recognize that if a, if a business doesn't have any customers, there is no business. When we make it, wake up and recognize that those of us, most of us who stand for honesty and integrity have power that we can wield in a safe way and make all these businesses, make the government, make everyone stand up and recognize that we are no longer pawns in their game. We are no longer tools for them to make money on the backs of. When we wake up and recognize our value, we'll make another step in the progress in accomplishing the task of not only who we are, but representing whose we are. As I close this episode this week, I offer my condolences to anyone who has suffered a loss, especially a human life loss because of social media and because of what it has done to destroy their families. I also offer my condolences to the Adid Fayez family. It is so heartbreaking and unfortunate that this happened, police officer or not, to a human being because of the, another human being who has to be the scum of the earth. I'm sorry. People might not want to hear me say that because that the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, let's get this right, he hasn't been convicted. The alleged perpetrator has a family too, probably. Mother, father, whatever. But even as parents, we need to recognize that we can't always vouch for our children. And as our children become adults, they take their own paths. And when they do wrong, we must stand together with the righteous, even if it's against our own child. I thank you again for joining me for this episode. I look forward to hearing your responses and to bringing you another episode next week. We'll know when I, when I come on here next week, we'll know what that topic is. Because even though, as I said, I plan it, it can change. Again, it's been my pleasure. This has been 247 Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Perry. Until the next time, do take care of yourselves and each other.